Well, hello. I'm your host, Evan Brand, certified functional medicine practitioner, nutritional therapist. You may think, man, your voice sounds bad. Are you sick? No, I'm not sick. I'm up super early. It's like five o'clock. Uh, I have a nature alarm clock. Uh, one thing about the countryside is you start finding out about different birds that you've never heard in your entire life because if you lived in the city, uh, these birds don't exist as much. There's this bird called an Eastern Phoebe. I'll play you the sound of it. This is my nature alarm clock that woke me up today. All right, I don't want to drive you crazy if you don't like the sound of birds. I love the sound of birds, but that little crazy guy or gal wakes up every morning and sits on top of the fan on our back patio, and he or she just, Phoebe, 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 over and over again. It's like, holy crap, I guess I'm getting up. So good morning to you if you're listening to this in the morning. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking with a guy named Ryan Sternagel, who I went to a conference last summer, and this guy got like a standing ovation because of what he's done to share information about cancer in children. And his one-year-old son, was diagnosed with a type of cancer and him and his wife they sought out natural and holistic methods to cure his kids cancer and they were successful with it Uh, i believe they ended up doing some chemotherapy as well the details of what he did are inside of this podcast but it's just really alarming how many children do end up with cancer. I mean, the statistics are just through the roof, and obviously there's many different root causes for that. You've got glyphosate, which is the most common pesticide that's in Roundup that I see all these dummies purchasing at Home Depot and other uh, stores, and they just start spraying this stuff in flip-flops. It's like, good Lord, they're not wearing a mask. They're spraying their bare feet just to get rid of the weed in between the crack in the driveway. It's like, come on. This is one of the most dangerous mitochondrial toxins on the planet and should not be in your life. It should not be in your food. It should not be in your food supply. It should not be in your garage. It should not be something you're spraying on your yard or paying the lawn service people to spray. There's so many other natural organic alternatives to suppress non-friendly growth and part of it is us just being miseducated about what's a quote-unquote weed and what's not part of it is us having this obsession with grass having to be grass and not being other things clover and and other plants that are completely normal and beneficial to grow in a symbiotic relationship with normal blades of grass but uh, I could go on a whole rant about the chemicals, but you've got the plastics, you've got the xylene, benzene, you've got MTBE and ETBE, which are gasoline additives, which are known carcinogens that are found in car exhaust fumes as well. Or if you take your kid to the gas station, you got your windows down while you're pumping gas, you could breathe in these carcinogens. We've got the gut bugs, we've got H. pylori and some of the virulence factors that can cause cancers of various types. Pretty much every children's toy is, unless you like special search out these toys and get wood, most of the toys are plastic. And anything that's like a soft plastic, that's going to include phthalates. And phthalates are very toxic as well. BPA, we know bisphenol A. Now we see things that are BPA-free, but that's not necessarily a good thing because now we found out that BPS, which no one talks about, that's the replacement for BPA, 
BPS is 10 times worse in terms of messing up your estrogen receptors. And so just Google it for yourself, BPA or BPS, and you can learn about how these endocrine disrupting uh, toxins and plastics and things are, are very impactful on your health. We talked about the gasoline additives. What else? We've got perchlorate, which is a common carcinogen found in water. So even if you're on well water, uh, I work with a lot of clients who are on well water and we've tested them and they do have a high chemical load in their body. And they say, oh, I tested my well and it was like 20 years ago. So a lot of things have changed in the environment in the last 20 years. And I'm not saying if you have well water that it is contaminated, but there's a high probability that you should be filtering even your well water. And I currently use two different systems. I use the Berkey and I also use the AquaTrue system, which is a reverse osmosis. Both of them are great. The links, if you want to check them out, I do get a slight discount on those. And that discount gets passed on to you guys for being listeners slash clients. I believe you get a hundred bucks or more off of these. The links are evanbrand.com slash water. That's for the Berkey. You could check it out. The other link is for the AquaTrue. It's evanbrand.com slash clean water. No spaces. Those are the two different links. You can check out the water filtration systems. That's an easy step because there are pesticides. There's uh, detergents. There's perfumes and deodorants and pharmaceutical uh, like heart medications and blood pressure medications. Just Google like EPA report on water quality and you'll see it for yourself. But I would not touch water, uh, tap water with a 10 foot straw. If I were you, I don't touch it. The hard thing is too, even if you travel with like your own bottled water, if you go to a restaurant or you go and you get sushi, what do they make sushi out of? Well, they soak up water to make the rice and they're not using filtered water for that rice. So you kind of have to pick your battles, right? Because I could easily paint this picture for you that is not exaggeration at all. And it would make you want to just live in a bubble or just starve to death because there's nothing safe to eat. And that's not the message. I don't want you to do that. There's already enough obsession about health to the point in certain people that they make themselves sick obsessing over health. That's not the goal. The goal is to just become as educated as you can about these various toxins. You do your best to mitigate those. You avoid spraying glyphosate. You get it out of your food supply. You eat as much organic as you possibly can. You clean up your personal care products. If you have furniture that has flame retardants added to it or you have children's pajamas and other clothes that are... Uh, at, you know, added flame retardants to the children's uh, clothing. That's just insane that they do that, but they do. So making sure that your children have organic clothing is a really good goal. Burt's Bees, that brand is great. They have quite a lot of organic uh, pajamas and different clothes for kids. So check them out if you have kids. I think that's it. I, I could probably make this a solo episode about toxins. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. So if you guys register for this summit and I see a huge response for this summit, that uh, Ryan and I are here to talk about, then I'll do a solo episode just on toxins and what you can do to mitigate risk and how to detoxify those. I actually launched a new supplement called Envirotox, but I'm not going to talk about that too much right now. It's on my store. You can go check it out, uh, but it's mainly designed for heavy metals. 
Anyway, so here's the link I want to give you for this summit. If you don't make it to the end of this conversation with Ryan, he's the co-host of the Toxic Home Transformation Summit. He's co-hosting it with a lady named Robin Openshaw. She's the green smoothie girl, and they interviewed me. I'm one of the featured speakers, kind of like the top featured talks uh, of this event, which I'm honored to to have that position. And I think you'll really enjoy my talk, but there's also like 30 others of Ben Lynch and a few of uh, the other people that have been on this podcast are on the summit talking about EMF and dirty electricity and how to mitigate those other internal toxins inside of your home. So here's the link. It's evanbrand.com slash home, H-O-M-E. So evanbrand.com slash home. Write that down. You can put it in your phone browser, tablet, computer, whatever. It'll redirect you to the page. You can go opt in for free and then you'll get access to my talk and the other 30 talks for this event. I hope you enjoy it. Now, let's get into the conversation with Ryan, and we'll chat about his kid and the protocols, and I may do a follow-up episode on this as well, because I feel like we just scratched the surface today. But enjoy it. If you need a consultation via via phone, Skype, FaceTime with me for functional medicine, then you can do that at my site, evanbrand.com. Here we go. Ryan Sternagel, welcome to the show. Evan Brand, good to be on. Let's talk about your kid. So May of 2013, your son Ryder was born, and in the caption on your website, which is the sternmethod.com, you've got a caption on this picture, and it says, Ryder, two weeks old. It's one of the hardest things for us to look back at these pictures and know the cancer was there and we couldn't see it. So, I mean, was your son, was he born with cancer? Is that guaranteed or is that like that's the, fact? the uh you know that's that's what we've been told um and that you know so he was diagnosed with neuroblastoma which is a which is a cancer of the nervous system and it was um yeah he had a big tumor in his spine and a couple secondary tumors off of that and they had all metastasized but uh yeah that that's that's what we have been told you know, by the doctors, the oncologists and all that that it was something that he was born with. And I do know that neuroblastoma can quite often develop in the womb. Um, how, now that you're asking me that question, how do I know definitively outside the oncologist telling me that this was one of those cases that, that he was actually born with? Um, now you've given me some, uh, some, some geeking out homework to do. <laughs> I gotta go back through the records and figure it out. But you know, it's like, it was such a big tumor. It was bigger than his kidneys. Um, and then the, the secondary ones were about half that size. So, I mean, it, it definitely had had some time to mature in there. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a small thing. So I, if it had been growing, if, if it had grown that big and shorter of a time than the 11 months that, you know, that he was on this side of the, on this side of the womb, that'd be, that'd be quite surprising just given, you know, what I know about cancer. It does take a while to grow, especially the first time relapse cancers come back a little quicker, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite large. I know that. <laughs> wow. So May 2014, um, your wife's name. Her name is Teddy. Yeah. Okay. So it says here on your story, May 2014. So he's about a year old then. Uh, while your wife was nursing him, she noticed a lump on his back right next to his spine. So was that the first thing that you were like, okay, what the heck is this? That was, so I mean, that was the big, what the heck is this thing? 
And then, because it, it, it wasn't even like, you know, a huge lump sticking out of his back. It had to be kind of bent over just the right way. And she showed me, and I couldn't feel it at first. But then, you know, at the right angle, I could feel it, that sort of thing. It, you know, it was on one side, not the other side. So it was, it was concerning for sure. Um, and then, uh, and then as we were kind of calling around and, and we went to his, uh, his, we had a naturopathic pediatrician for him at the time and, and all that stuff. And as we're talking to her, like all these other things started adding up for us at that point that like, you know, it, we, we had just kind of written off, but, but Thank now God. that we have a, uh, so he, this was, this was about a month before his first birthday when we, when we found that lump and he wasn't. He wasn't uh, he wasn't walking, which is you know some kids do, some kids don't at that age. But he also he wasn't even crawling. He was he was barely pulling himself up. And uh, and around you know, now that I have a daughter, right, I see the the natural progression. She put weight on her legs, and then and then she put weight on her legs a little more, and then she crawled, and then she walked, blah blah blah. He was putting weight on his legs, you know, up until around six months or so, and then that just went away. He stopped putting weight on his legs. He stopped that you know kind of progression. And we had, um, you know, we, had, <laughs> we, we blamed it on, like, he had one of those little bouncy, you know, the, the baby bouncer things, and uh, you put in the doorway or whatever, and, and we blamed it on the bouncers. We were like, oh, this is teaching him not to put weight on his legs. We got we to gotta get rid of this thing. So and now I feel bad looking back on it because he loved that bouncer. But, uh, you know, that was something he had also, um, he'd also just completely fall, fallen off the growth chart. He was born uh, 90 plus percentile, both height and weight. And by that time he was, he was down in the twenties. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, like even the, the net, the naturopathic pediatrician said something about, well, it's because you're breastfeeding him is why he, he fell off the growth chart, which, you know, doesn't, doesn't make any sense looking back. And it didn't even then, but yeah, so it was like those two things. He also wasn't, he wasn't handling solid foods. Um, and uh, what else? He, he had never been sick. He never caught so much as a sniffle. And, you know, us like just kind of getting into the whole natural, holistic lifestyle. We're just kind of patting ourselves on the back because it must have meant we did a really good job of, of keeping him healthy and nutrified and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, more than likely, more than, you know, that probably had something to do with it. But but also, you know, you, you find out with cancer that it's a failure of the immune system. So. Um, it, it was probably more than likely that, that his immune system just never ramped up when it, when it should have been ramping up. So, you know, all those things together, um, really started getting us concerned, uh, in light of the, of the lump sticking out of his back. That's a trip. So, uh, in terms of chemo and all the conventional treatments, how much of the conventional stuff did you do? Did you have bad gut feelings about conventional stuff and you immediately sought out alternative cancer remedies? Like how did you all approach that? Yeah. So we had, we had, um, you know, like I said, we, when Ryder was, you know, when we were conceiving of conceiving Ryder, when we were first started thinking about it, that's when we, you know, started cleaning up. We, we'd kind of been living the standard American lifestyle in college and all that stuff and, and started cleaning everything up, uh, you know, when we started thinking about having kids and that sort of thing and ended up watching, you know, all the different health documentaries and we ended up watching. This was before the, you know, the Truth About Cancer series came out, but there, there were a couple other alternative cancer documentaries we'd seen the the Brzezinski documentary was one um 
cancer is curable now, I think was another one. So we, we, we just seen these things out of general interest. Um, so when, when he was diagnosed, we, we did have a pretty alternative mindset at that time and knew that it was either going to be a pure alternative route or a, uh, you know, a, a very, very strong integrative route. Um, because yeah, I mean, we weren't, we certainly weren't naive to the, to the damage that the chemo does for anybody. And, you know, while, uh, while childhood cancer rates actually, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the survival rates, the, you know, cure rate, if you want to call it that actually is better for childhood cancer as a whole than, uh, than with adult cancers, but it's something, gosh, I forget the exact stat now. I've rattled off so many times. It's, I don't know why I can't remember it, but you know, by the time kids get to childhood cancer survivors, the ones that do survive get to age 40, I think like the vast majority of them will be battling a secondary chronic illness. Something like it's something like 90%. It's, it's really, really, really high. And then, you know, 70% of those chronic illnesses will be life threatening. Uh, you know, and a, a good majority of those are just secondary cancers and, and all that stuff. Um, which, you know, I, I could point to the fact that they had cancer in the first place and, and whatever, you know, the, the chemo killed the cancer cells, but it didn't heal the body, so to speak. And then there's, you know, there's also the fact that chemo just messes you up. And then, you know, when you're, I guess when you're developing and you don't clean all that stuff out, then it's going to come back and, you know, come back around at some point. So yeah, all that being said, we, we certainly knew that we were going to go hard, um, you know, hard on the integrative, on the, uh, the natural stuff. And with childhood cancer, you don't, you know, we've come to find out you, you don't have as much of a choice as, you know, you, you would think you would in America, land of the free, when it comes to actually how you, you want to treat your child, so to speak. Um, you know, it gets, uh, it gets pretty ugly and pretty controlling really quick. So we, we did end up going through chemotherapy, uh, his, his, his prescribed protocol was, was eight rounds of, you know, and a round consists of multiple infusions of, uh, of chemotherapy spread out over several months. And yeah, we, we just started going at everything so hard. Um, it, it was, we, we found a naturopathic oncologist, which is a naturopathic doctor who specializes in oncology, um, found, uh, found one in our area. He actually turned out to be like, you know, the, the naturopathic oncologist that teaches all of the other ones. His, his name's Paul Anderson. He's pretty, you might know of him. He's a pretty big deal. I don't, the, but I should probably interview him. Yeah, yeah. He actually just came out with um, Outside the Box Cancer Therapies. He wrote along with Mark Stengler, who's another another fairly well-known name in the industry. Um, and that, that book's doing really well right now. But yeah, he's, so when I started going to all these different, you know, I started going to all these different, integrative or alternative cancer conferences to try to learn everything I could. And at this time we had, we'd lost touch for a little while because, um, you know, to, to back backtrack in the story, we, we Ryder was doing so well, um, you know, with everything that we were doing, the, the, the secondary tumors melted away. The primary one was, was way smaller than anyone thought it should be. Um, so let me get this straight. A, so you were doing chemo and then you were doing, uh, herbs at the same time. What what was that? What did the protocol yeah. look like? 
<laughs> the protocol. I, I think that somebody else coined the term that you know that they had uh, that they had implemented when their kid went through cancer and they had a similar mindset, but they called it the uh, the Blitzkrieg protocol, <laughs> which right. was you know just anything and everything you could. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were going to to Dr. Anderson for. IV vitamin C slash DMSO slash, uh, you know, a, a cocktail of a few other nutrients that were in there. Um, we were trying to hyperbaric with them and we, we got them in there a few times, but it was, uh, it actually Dr. Anderson just got like a, a massive, he called it, I think he called it like a party size hyperbaric chamber, but that's not the one we were in. We were in one of those little, uh, little cloth ones that right. just had a little window on it. And, you know, with everything else going on, we couldn't, couldn't get him to, to, couldn't get him to stick around in that for too long. Um, but yeah, so we were doing those IV treatments. We were doing, uh, just, you, you know, a whole, whole crap load of supplements to, to put it scientifically, just, you know, all the, all the curcumin and resveratrol and green tea extract and so on and so forth, all that stuff. We were, uh, I don't know, we got an infrared sauna. So we, you know, Ryder and I were sitting in there in the infrared sauna and we, we you know, we, we started slow, but worked it up and, and now he can sit in that thing, you know, at, at full blast for an hour and just be fine. How, um, uh, so you were doing an infrared sauna. How hot were you, were you doing it with him and how long did you say? Yeah, so we, we, I mean, we started at like, you know, 90 degrees for 10 minutes and then just, you know, did that a couple times and then bumped it up by 10 minutes and then that did that a couple times and bumped it up by 10 degrees and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, at this point, because yeah, it's still something we do and we worked up to this pretty quickly to where we can get in there, you know, we have a sunlight in which um, they, they top out at, at 150 and, uh, and, or a little, it's, it's in our basement right now. We live in park city. And, and so in the, in the winter it's, it's quite cold. And so <laughs> I it can't reach like full potential down there. So it, you know, maybe, maybe low one forties, but you know, he can be in that range, that one forty one fifty range. And we'll, we'll stay in there for at least a half hour, if not, if not an hour, which, uh, you know, for, for any other parents listening, please don't take that as a, prescriptive advice or anything like that it's you know it's with everything we do it's let's just start really 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 small and uh you know work up and see what happens and you know he's, he's tolerated it fine and, now did you yeah. do I, i've heard some people talking about like for young kids like that doing like a sauna hat did you ever hear or read anything or use a sauna hat you know um no I, I, I get the uh, I get the concept. I don't even know like exactly what it's made of. Maybe just some type of fabric. But I've heard of a few people talk about sauna hats. But I mean, he seems fine. So if he's <laughs> if he's tolerating it, I think he's fine without it. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, our, our, I know we we got a uh, we, the kids have their little you know fashionable EMF hats for you know. If we're going to be in an ad, I don't know. We 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 were using them in like you know city environments and stuff, but now it's uh, the the couple times they've been on a plane, we we put their little you know modern day tinfoil hats on. But um, yeah, I'll have to look into the sauna hats. I think, was, we, I think it was a heat thing. I don't think it was an EMF thing. I think it was more yeah. trying to keep heat off the head. I'm not too sure though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, and then we do have uh, we we got a biomat as well. And, uh, and that, um, you know, you, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't sleep with your, you're not supposed to sleep with your head on it. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. And we, we just had that, you know, had that in his crib and literally not every night because we didn't want to be doing the sauna and the biomat just continuous. I figured a break from all the infrared would probably be a good thing. But, uh, you know, he was, he was sleeping on the biomat quite often in his, in his crib just through the night as well. Wow. So, okay. So fast forward. So you did some of the chemo and you did all the herbs and nutrients and supplements and sauna and all that. So when did you have a breakthrough? Breakthrough, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say <laughs> with cancer what is a breakthrough and, yeah. and what's just doing really well. But, I mean, so the, kind of the turning point was when we were getting to his original protocol, if you want to call it that, was, uh, was eight rounds of chemo. And uh, we got to three and just, you know, at, at that point, like I said, the, uh, you know, Everything was going moving so rapidly. The, the secondary tumors were gone. There was, wasn't hardly any metastasis. The primary was way, 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 way smaller. And um, you know, we we wanted to explore. You know, maybe this was enough chemo, and uh, and that just wasn't an option with the you know with the hospital we started at. So we. It's, it's, you know, when you're an adult, it's, it's pretty easy just to change doctors or change oncologists because, you know, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of them, but, you know, wherever you live with, with a child and childhood cancer, it's, there's kind of one hospital per state, if that even, that, that really serves childhood cancer. Um, so if, you know, if we weren't getting along, with our uh, with our team, or wanting to try a different approach that the that our team wanted to do, which which was the case, that meant moving states, and so that's that's actually what we did. We we moved um, right before the fourth round, and then we did the fourth round. We're we're here in Utah now. We did the fourth round here, and um, and then at that point, just you know, said, hey, you know, <laughs> is you know, how would you feel about seeing if that was enough? And they, yeah, you know, the the team here, it's not like they're super integrative or know a whole lot about the alternative stuff, but they do give it a little credit and just say that's, that's not our, you know, that's not our forte, but I'm not dismissing it all the same. Um, but you know, they were willing to say, Hey, let's, you know, see if this much chemo happened to be enough for, for Ryder. And, uh, and so at that point we took a, took a wait and see approach and just, you know, that was, that was the approach was wait and see. And, Went back for a scan the, you know, three months later and, and we had just been doing all the, you know, just going really hard on all the natural stuff and, the, you know, the, the prime, their remaining primary tumor was a little smaller and went back in another three months and it was a little smaller then bumped it out to six months and then, you know, six months, six months and, and this last one, we actually, this coming Wednesday from, actually, what's that? That's two days from now from when you and I are talking, he'll have his, uh, a year is the longest we've ever gone, and that'll be the scan coming up. Just MRI when I say scan. Okay, yeah, do- I was going to ask what kind of scan. So the MRI is no radiation, correct? It's no, yeah, it's no radiation. It's just you know magnetic resonance imaging. The uh, you know the, the, <laughs> there's like a downside of everything with with conventional medicine, and they do they use contrast for yeah. a lot of you know MRI, and then you get a. I mean that is it's gadolinium, which is basically a heavy metal. Um, and he has gotten that in the past because, you know, we, we went back and forth on it, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it like, so he does still have that. He does still have a remaining mass inside of his spine. 
Um, and so we've, we've wanted to be pretty, you know, get pretty precise results on that because if it started going the other way, uh, you'd want to know exactly what was going on. But this, uh, this, and we've, we've done a whole bunch of, you know, mitigation type stuff, lots of, lots of minerals, um, glutathione, vitamin C, lots of binders, you know, uh, um, charcoal and bentonite clay and, and that sort of stuff, uh, do a lot of, you know, like right afterwards, you'll get a, a you know, like a detox bath, like Epsom salt and sea salt and that sort of stuff. And then we'll do like, you know, really heavy on the, the infrared sauna for, you know, that like week following. Um, but all that being said, we're, we're, we're going to do this one without, without contrast and, and see how it goes just because we, we, you know, we have been trying to minimize, minimize the toxicity for that's been kind of the, the name of the game with everything we do. What's the downside to doing it without contrast? Do you not get as good of an image or what? It's yeah, it's just, it's just a little less clear of an image. Um, it's pertaining to pertaining to the, for some reason I, you know, I need to look into it more and, and honestly, I just, you know, we just asked, uh, our oncologist at the, and it, it was actually secondhand. I still haven't talked to him directly about it, but if he thought it would be okay this time to, uh, to not do it. And he just, you know, he, he got back to us through the secretary and said, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. Cause I think it's actually becoming more of a, um, it's becoming more of a thing even within the conventional community at this point. It's, you know, the <laughs> word's starting to get out that it's, it's not as non-toxic as, as they've been telling everybody. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that you, the, the way actually I was talking to Dr. Anderson about this on the episode we just released, or I just released on, on our show, integrative answers to cancer interviewing Dr. Anderson. And this is one of the things we talked about. Um, but, you know, he's, he said you're more likely to get a, a straight answer than just, you know, this is kind of how we do it, which is you know, the answer you get in the conventional medical world a lot is just, well, this is what we do. So this is <laughs> this is what we're doing. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess it's, you know, the, the toxicity is even starting to make its way into the mainstream. So you're, you know, if if your oncologist or your radiologist, so on and so forth, says you need it, you probably actually need it. Or if they say you don't need it, then, you know, you probably actually don't need it. So yeah, I've, I've read some research on that. It's pretty interesting that it, it uh, they say that the metal stays in your brain long term. Yeah, yeah. So we're, um, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's not just the chemo that you get into with you know, when you're going through the conventional system, which obviously chemo is bad enough, but it's just all the different drugs and, and heavy metal MRI contrast and all this stuff that just, you know, really stack up. So that's, that's been, that's been kind of an ongoing challenge for us or not challenge because we've done a really good job of minimizing all this stuff, but still it's, you know, writer, writer has uh, a lot of, a lot of detox in his future. That's, that's for sure. It's, it's been a, you know, an ongoing, an ongoing thing that we just try to, you know, do daily detoxification measures, whether it is the sauna or some sort of detox program. And, you know, we're just, we're just going to continue to be doing that for, for some time to come. That's, that's for sure. Cool. Yeah. I'll definitely bookmark your interview with this guy here, Dr. Dr. Paul, that looks great. Uh, in terms of testing, is there anything else that you guys are doing to confirm, Hey, yes, we've beat it. No, we haven't beat it. Or is the MRI kind of the go-to here? The, yeah, the MRI has been the go-to. If things were kind of more all over the place, then I would have been getting into more of the, you know, alternative tests, 
if you want to call them that. Um, you know, the uh, you and I were just talking beforehand about the AMAS test. There's the CA profile test. There's, you know, just individual, um, you know, the Nagalays, that sort of thing. There's the uh, RGCC test in Greece. All of, yeah, the Greece test, as it's, as it's known. I mean, there's all these different tests we could be doing, but all the same, you know, we've been getting these MRIs and, and things have just been looking, you know, there, there hasn't been a cause for concern. That being said, um, this may well be his last MRI for some time, which, which even kind of, you know, freaks us out. Uh, even as bad as we want out of the conventional world, it's still like that, you know, it's, it's nice seeing that picture right there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, assuming everything goes well on, on this scan and, and, you know, they say that's it. And there's, you know, you're, you're, you're kicked out of MRIs or whatever. I think at, at that point, I'm going to get a baseline of a few of those tests and then start, you know, start doing those tests going forward. And I'll have to, I'm going to have to research like which one will be the best for neuroblastoma in particular, because, you know, all the, all those different tests, they will say, you know, this is good for liver cancer, breast cancer, da, 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 da. But, um, you know, they, they don't list out the childhood cancer. So I'll, I'll have to go in and like, you know, research which, which enzyme they're looking for, protein and that sort of thing, and then figure out if that, you know, is, is commonly associated with neuroblastoma cells and and go from there. There's also the, you know, just the circulating tumor cell tests, which is which is another thing I want to do. Um, there's uh, what's the uh, what's the that, that's that's something that the Greece test, the RGCC does, and also um, there's a company here called Biocept that uh, that does circulating tumor cell testing as well. So. That's uh, that's that's on the roadmap for us is 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 getting into all this stuff. There's there's also they do do a, a urine test even in the even in the conventional conventional hospital. It's um, uh, I always forget the acronym HVA VMA, and I don't remember what enzymes those stand for off the top of my head but uh that's that's another one that they take every time and and that at this point is just completely. Um, you know, in the clear, it's it's at normal levels. Is there one like go to test you would say if people were just wanting to get a regular checkup and they thought I'm a paranoid hypochondriac, I think I have cancer, I want to go get checked out? Is there something you would push somebody towards? Say, hey, maybe look into this or that. Yeah, I you know I not to not to defer the question, but I just the more <laughs> you know I have I have, an, I have a podcast about cancer. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard like there, there is no real solid agreement as far as what is that test that you're looking for. Um, but that being said, there's, you know, if you're going to be researching that, that for yourself, and I I would recommend everyone do that because it is, it is a good idea. You know, like I said, we're we're probably not going to rely on one. We're probably going to, you know, just do a couple of them going forward. But the, uh, the book, I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's called cancer free exclamation mark. Are you sure? Question mark. It's by a lady named, uh, Jenny Herbachik. And she lays out all of those tests, their strengths, their weaknesses, um, their costs, all that stuff. So 
that's that that's what I'll be going through and and you know making up my mind from there. But as as far as you know what <laughs> what Ryan's recommendation is for for a go to at this point, I just uh, I don't have one. There's there's just too much conflicting information. And I haven't I haven't dug deep enough for myself or for my kid. I guess you could say to to have more of a definitive opinion on like I like I do some other stuff. Got it. So uh, what's the what's the future? I mean, how is he growing? How is he eating? How are things now? And uh, one thing I forgot to ask too: Were you all doing any CBD or THC cannabis extracts, blends, edibles, gummies, anything like that as part of the protocol? We uh, we were in Washington State where it was where medical at that time it was medical cannabis was legal, and you know, and then I think it was right after we moved to Utah. Um, then they just legalized it for everyone. Ironic. But, um, yeah, here in Utah, medical, it's not even legal medically. And it just with, uh, you know, just not wanting to take any chances. It's just been in our back pocket. Yeah. That sort of thing. Like, you know, if, if, if God forbid things started going the wrong way and I felt, you know, I needed to, needed to make some changes that would, you know, certainly be on the table, whether it's, you know, moving to another state where I could use cannabis or that sort of thing, but you could still since, do CBD in every state. You just can't do the THC, right? It actually is a gray area. Like there's <laughs> every time I talk to somebody, I get a different answer on that. I think it's maybe even if it's like derived from hemp, it's okay. But if it's derived from cannabis, it's not. But then you get into like, you know, some people say that if it comes from like the hemp plant, which is what is that, the male and not not the female, something like that. But, produces the THC, then it's, it's actually not as good. Um, or is it, is it a male or is it a cousin? I always, I always forget. Yeah, so it, it, it's all the cannabis plant, but the male is the hemp where they get just the CBD and it only makes yeah. like maybe 1% or less THC, and then the female yeah. is what makes all the THC. Yeah. Which is crazy that that's even illegal with the THC because I have seen literature showing that when you combine the THC with the CBD, you get more benefit than just CBD yeah, by it's, itself. You know, it's like anything. It's like, you know, vitamin C is more than sodium ascorbate. It's or not 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 even sodium ascorbate, just ascorbate. It's uh, you know, you know, all the cofactors that come along with it, you know, same sort of thing. Um so yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It's uh it 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 is kind of a gray area. I see C B D stuff sold here every once in a while, but I've read some, you know, some interesting articles saying that no one has actually legalized CBD in the state of Utah. And it's, it, it, I don't know. It's, it, it actually is up for vote every year and it gets shot down, even just CBD. So for whatever that's worth, whatever that's worth, it is, it is illegal. And it's just unfortunate, you know, because we like so much about this state here, pretty much everything about the state. And that's one of the things that we like about the state is that the, the government does, stay out of your business more or less for, you know, it is more of a, a limited government that, that doesn't want to impose into, into private family affairs and that sort of thing. And, you know, that's, that's why we've, we felt better about, about laying off the, the chemotherapy early and that sort of thing here. But that's like the one glaring exception is, is since, uh, you know, it is a, a highly religious state with, with the LDS church and everything. Um, that's, uh, you know, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm not that I'm not a fan of religion in general, you know, God fearing and, and all that good stuff. But, uh, but it does, I, I think it does get misconstrued sometimes because I, I mean, that's, you know, it's a plan that God put here that, that has obvious medical benefits. So I, I, I think he, I think he, he wants us using it responsibly. So that's, that's one thing that's got to change still. Now you're building a house in Utah, right? 
Indeed. Yeah, we are. Uh, so we, we made our way up to Park City pretty early on. We moved into the right when we got here. We didn't know anything about just about Utah at all. But, there, you know, the Salt Lake Valley is is where most of the population is. And we we moved into the valley not knowing that they get these inversions down there, um, which I don't know. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's uh, since it is a valley, like during the winter, I think it's the cold air gets trapped under the hot air. And when that happens, everything just kind of stagnates and nothing can escape, like all the, you know, all the car exhaust and, you know, the, the industry, industry, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just pollution and all that stuff. It just stays right in the valley. And like, you wouldn't even know it's a nice day outside. Like, you're, yeah, you'd be up in Park City. It's a beautiful, bright bright blue sky you come down into the valley and it's just uh it looks like overcast but it's not overcast it's actual just pollution it's like beijing level uh, air quality um so when we found out about that we we made our way to park city which is um you know it's, it's a higher cost of living here for sure it's a, it's a nice resort town and all that and with uh with all the money we were spending on just all the all the supplements and everything else it, it wasn't really what we you know had in mind but this was it's kind of the only place that's still close to civilization and the hospital and all that um that uh you know that is up in the mountains here but now that we're here we love it and we're never you know i'm jealous of writer getting to grow up here um and we I, I don't know like with with the just our you know our whole journey has been not only doing everything we can to reverse the cancer, just you know, with conventional treatment or alternative treatment or supplements or blah blah blah, um, you know that that's one bucket. But then the other bucket is like removing the source of the cancer and not knowing exactly what the source of the cancer was. We just that means we have to just remove everything that could have caused cancer. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we made a really big deal out of our living environment. No matter where we are, we were always uh, when, when we did get this rental house in Park City. This is probably like the fiftieth place we'd looked at um, just in Utah in general. We because we'd walk in with a little EMF meter and uh, you know see that the ambient levels were too high because there's a cell phone tower around or just the neighbor's Wi-Fi or whatever. Um, so this this is the first place we could find that you know didn't have just like you know ambient levels of, of emf um but yeah we've, we've kind of taken that to the next level with this we're, we're building a house it's in the middle of the woods more or less on on 10 acres and it's it's actually right outside of park city uh but still 10 minutes from whole foods so we've got kind of got the best of both worlds yeah you're spoiled um, it sounds like when you get in that house <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be pretty sweet and you know it's like i said it's in the middle of the woods and we'd like just even being in the woods has been such a big you know uh <clears throat> i stumbled upon the the japanese forest bathing studies early on just you know how like how much just spending time <clears throat> excuse me spending time in the woods like skyrockets your immune system and all these other you know favorable favorable biomarkers and all that so we've that's been part of his kind of part of his protocol more or less is you know i have on the calendar x number of times per week um that you know he needs to be in the woods just along with everything you know, along with the infrared sauna along with the supplements everything else we got to get in the woods so we're excited to actually be living in the woods along with um you know there, there's no emf levels out there cell phone barely works which I'm, we'll, we'll figure out how to be online personalities and, and also not have uh <laughs> not be connected to the outside world we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but uh you know we're, we're building the whole house 
non-toxically, which, you know, um, turns out is, is not an easy thing to do. It's, it's not even not easy. It's just not common. You have to really you know, right. have to research every, every, and it's, it's unfortunate that it's not common because, you know, it's, it's been tough for us to spend any extra just because we are so financially strapped. But I mean, we're talking about a very small percentage increase over, over the formaldehyde off-gassing materials to, you know, non-formaldehyde off-gassing stuff. It's, it's really, it is a shame that, that it isn't more widely practiced because it's, it's actually not that, you know, not that big of a deal financially. You know, I just built a house in the woods here in Kentucky last year, right? I did not know that. Actually, this year. Actually, we just moved in February of this year, so we got four acres, not quite ten. But the cool thing is that the four acres that we own backs up to 80 acres of woods. That's common area. So it's basically like we have 84 acres, but we only paid for four. No way. So um, I've cut a trail through the woods, uh, about a six-foot-wide trail, to try to avoid ticks as much as I can. and. We love it. My daughter, like, we asked her, her, she just had her second birthday. We asked her, what do you want to do for your birthday? Hike, 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 hike. <laughs> yes. So, very, no, very, uh, yeah, very, they've, they've very known, the, known the word hike for, for a long time. Yeah, no, it's, 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 his baby sister's into it, too, Channing. Do you all have um, ticks where you're at? Are there ticks in uh, Utah? There are ticks in Utah, not the amount of ticks uh you know, that there are on the East Coast and that sort of thing. And then within the tick population, at least this is what I gathered. It's one of those things you get a little different answer from everyone you ask. But um, it's, it's a very, very low percentage that they carry, you know, they carry Lyme. Okay, good, good, good. So um, this conversation that we've had, this is like the intro conversation for the reason that Ryan is here. And uh, I was part of... As you know, I'm a part of many, many events, like every week or every month at least. I'm part of <laughs> some type of event. And uh, this time around, Robin Openshaw, I don't know if you guys know her. You probably do. She calls herself the Green Smoothie Girl. Um, so she reached out to me, and she was like, hey, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening for however long, multiple years or something, and would love to interview you. So Ryan and Robin partnered up, and they're doing a summit together, which is actually with the same people, Health Talks, who I'm running my Candida Summit with in July. They're running their summit, which is called the Toxic Home Transformation Summit. They're literally running it the week before mine goes live. So I'm an expert speaker, a featured speaker, which means I get like a little cool badge next to my my name, which makes me look fancy and smart. And uh, my topic that Robin and I discussed was building a healthy home because that's what I just did. So we talked all about the using the cork flooring and making sure that you're actually using legit paint and not just zero VOC paint, which is just <laughs> a marketing term. Uh, we ended up using a company called Roma Bio, which is a potassium-based paint. Imagine taking your potassium supplements and grinding it up and painting it on the wall. That's basically what we did. So it's like beyond zero VOC. And uh, we've got everything hardwired. I'm talking to Ryan right now on a rubber air tube headset. I have uh, distance from my laptop. I've got a hardwired microphone with a hardwired keyboard and hardwired mouse, hardwired ethernet. We have no Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi even around us because of all the trees. Even our neighbors down the street can't beam us with their Wi-Fi. There's no cell phone towers around here. And we've got plenty of trees to provide clean air. 
And luckily I've got enough distance from anybody so that even if any of the neighbors spray glyphosate like a dummy on their yard, I'll still be protected and that should not blow over to my property. So long story short, those are some of the basic strategies. And then I go into more in-depth strategies and talk more about the connection between EMF and parasites and how all these things can be influenced, the gut health and all that, how that can influence uh, not only your your personal health, but your family's health. So uh, I definitely want you guys to go check out this event and we're going to make the link very simple. It's just going to be evanbrand.com slash home, H-O-M-E, like your home. So evanbrand.com slash home. Write it down. I know you're like washing dishes or something, but dry your hands and get a piece of paper and just write down that link, evanbrand.com slash home. You can go sign up for this event. You probably know how the summit model works, but basically it's 30 or even more expert talks. So it's going to be Ryan as a co-host and Robin as well doing interviews. And you've got I'm just one dude, and I guarantee there's probably going to be far better talks than mine, but mine is on there, plus 30-plus others, and it's free for the week that you listen, and then if you can't keep up with the talks or if you want to own the talks, which you probably should because this is a lot of information to digest in a short amount of time, and you can support Ryan and his family and his project, you can purchase the event for like 60 bucks, and every single person that's part of this event, their hourly rate as a consultant is more than $60 an hour. So you literally couldn't buy this information for, I mean, less than five times the cost of what they charge. I hope that statement made sense. So anyway, go sign up. It's awesome. And uh, I will put the link in the show notes on the website too. So you could just, if you end up on my site, evanbrand.com, just type in Ryan or type in toxic home. You'll find this event. You'll find the link and thousands of you guys have already registered. If you're on my email list, I've already notified you about this, but for the other people who are just tuning in, hey, there's your invitation. Go check it out. I'm telling you, this is going to be a killer event because I have so many clients that we address everything else, and if we don't address the home, their success rate is limited. So whether that's EMF, getting rid of Wi-Fi, whether that's addressing mold, which I know is going to be part of the summit talk, uh, these environmental things, I mean, think about it. Americans and most humans in general spend 90 to 95% of time indoors and 5% of the time is outdoors. So if you're in your house, 90% of the time and your house is a toxin from formaldehyde and off-gassing particle boards and VOC paints and uh, dirty electricity and wiring issues and bad LED lighting and other sources of issues, you could be in, you could be in bad shape and all the supplements in the world won't fix it. So you really have to address the home and uh, this is probably one of the biggest root causes that people ignore so go register for the event and ryan any other last words of wisdom or things you want to share with people no yeah you you uh you couldn't have summed it up better i couldn't have summed it up better myself i appreciate that evan but yeah you know just just in you know in in adding to that it's i i didn't expect to learn anything uh because we have put so much thought into all this stuff but i mean you know how it is if you interview 35 health experts on on any given topic you're you know you're going to learn some stuff so uh yeah i was i was really excited to, to put this whole thing together i mean we even got into to sound like had uh had michael tyrell on he's the the guy with the whole tones album that's you know the the healing frequencies and that sort of thing that you can you know that you can play to, to uh you know 
to heal more or less. But but he even got into the other side of it. Like if you if you have a fan that's that's running at a at a bad frequency, like that can you know that can go the other way on you. And even like talked about how to how to um, you know measure it and make sure that it's not a harmful frequency. So all this different stuff that uh, it's it's just all in one place because you know like you said you know like you know we we talk to so many people that it's. You know, they, they get frustrated because everything causes cancer, everything in quotation marks. But, you know, while that's true, um, where do you, like you said, where do you spend most of your time? You spend it inside and, and you have pretty much absolute control of your home. So, yep. Yeah. This is going to be cool. I'm actually looking at the page now. So, like I said, you type in the link, evanbrand.com slash home. It's going to redirect you to the page where you put in your name, your email. You'll get access. The event is going live June 25th. So, if you're listening this, if you're listening to this in the future, you've probably missed out on the free window, but you can still purchase the talks. And it says here, when you register, you get instant access to the following free gift, which is actually my talk. So how hidden pathogens and parasites tanked my health. Some of you guys know about that part of it, but like I said, there is more in my conversation that you can hear. And there's some other cool speakers. I'm looking forward to it. My friend Wendy Myers, you know her. She's going to be on there. Ben Lynch is going to be talking about genetics and some of the environmental toxins. You've got Ben Greenfield on there as well. So quite a bit of my friends. Jason Prawl, the guy from Human Longevity, is on there. So uh, Justin Rhodes, the permaculture farmer, my friend, he recently came on the podcast. He's on there talking about growing food. So that's cool too. Uh, really pumped and Ryan thank you and I'm so glad that you guys have made progress with your son and I hope that he continues to excel and that his health is as vibrant as possibly can be and you know God bless you all and your family that's the plan Evan and uh, right back at you and you you and yours thanks for thanks for having me on take care listening back to this episode I feel like we could have outlined more of the protocol better. I hope it was still enjoyable though. I know we we got into the supplements, but I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Maybe I should have probed Ryan a bit more to get more of the details. It was kind of just like, yeah, we did a bunch of stuff and sauna and everything's better. So uh, I apologize if that's my fault, not uh, probing deeper, uh, but I was hoping to get more of a, a detailed clarification on what we did. Anyway, you know, I've got my friend, Dr. Nasha Winter. She's the naturopathic oncologist we had on the show. What was that? the way time flies, maybe six months ago. And she's one of the top rated or top ranked uh, naturopathic oncologists. So maybe I'll just get her back on and we'll talk more about specific cancer protocols. If you all would like to hear that, then go register for this summit. And if we get another thousand people to register for this summit, I will have Dr. Nisha back on soon and we'll do a whole cancer protocol podcast. But we got to get a thousand more registrants for the for this event. So how you do it? You just sign up evanbrain.com/home, H-O-M-E. Put that in your browser on your phone, computer, tablet, whatever, and then register for this toxic home summit. Enjoy it. I hope you enjoy my talk. There's many others. Take good care of yourself. If you want to reach out, schedule a consult with me or my other functional medicine practitioner on staff, Megan. I've been training her for the last year, and now she's got her own full certifications in functional medicine. You can do that at my site, evanbrand.com. We look forward to helping you out. Take care in the meantime. Bye-bye.